a brand new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast is about to begin. It's time to be inspired by simple and actionable solutions for you and your business. If you're an established entrepreneur or just laying down the first brick of your future empire, the mantra is the same. We will flip any failure into a positive and use it to our advantage. This show is all about turning coal into diamonds. With the right plan and mindset, anything is possible. I'm Jennifer John, your host, business coach, and founder of Best Planner Ever. And I'm here to help you achieve all your ambitious goals. Success is closer than you think. Let's do this. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of the Happy Productive Podcast. I am so excited for my guest today, Mr. David Meltzer. He is the co-founder of Sports One Marketing and formerly served the CEO of the renowned Lee Steinberg Sports and Entertainment Agency, which was the inspiration for the movie Jerry Maguire. His life's mission is to empower over 1 billion people, 1 billion guys with a B, people to be happy. And I cannot wait to talk with you about this today, David, because obviously you're on the Happy Productive Podcast. So happiness is something that's pretty important to us. So welcome to the show. Well, that's why I'm here. It is aligned with my mission of empowering others to empower others to be happy. So what better place to be than the Happy Productive Podcast? Exactly. So tell me, I really want to hear like, what's the story behind like, if you have a mission to empower a billion people to be happy, I know there's a story there. So just share, I'd love for you to just share that with us a little bit today. Sure. Well, you know, in my life, I grew up with nothing. I thought that money bought love and happiness for me. And uh, nine months out of law school, I was a millionaire. I bought my mom that house that I always dreamed of buying her and everything from the time I was 24 until about 34 confirmed that money bought love and happiness. And as I reached my mid-30s, married with children, I never felt so empty in my life. And I started to have an awareness that buying things you don't need to impress people you don't like wasn't necessarily a great formula for happiness. And uh, through a journey of lessons and people in my life, like my dad, my mom, my best friend, and my wife, pointing out to me who I was and pointing out that what I was becoming, I realized how unhappy I was, and I ended up almost losing everything, uh, my wife, my life, but I did end up losing over $100 million. So I was not only extremely wealthy, but I had a dream job, I ran the most notable sports agency in the world, I had access to things that even billionaires couldn't afford, I had an unbelievable wife with gorgeous, healthy children, I had everything, financially you could ever dream of a golf course, a ski mountain, homes, cars, planes, it didn't matter. But through uh, that experience of losing everything financially and taking stock in who I was and what I wanted to become, I learned about how to utilize my abundance, my wealth to buy the right things. And I moved from a world of not enough and just enough to a world of more than enough. And as I rebuilt my empire, successfully. At the same time, my youngest daughter turned 13 and one of her friends committed suicide. And so I went down a research hole of how could this possibly be? You know, I understand CTE, PTSD, schizophrenia, bipolar. I understand depression and getting old, but 
in no way could I even understand how this happy, healthy, beautiful girl would take her own life at such a young age. And the more research I did, the more I realized that people were unhappy, that uh, suicide was the fastest growing cause of death in all demographics. And all these unbelievable statistics were out there. And so I thought to myself, you know what, I know how to help people make a lot of money, help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. I know how to help people be happy. And so I went on a mission uh, to find a thousand people like you, Jennifer, is why I'm here, that I know in your lifetime will empower a thousand people to empower a thousand people. And I didn't want you to limit myself when you say Dave's going to empower a billion. I'm going to empower over a billion people because a thousand times a thousand is a million and a million times a thousand is a billion. And if I can share my message about values and daily practices and how we can execute on abundance and change the mindset, hearts, and enhance set of people, I can create a world of more than enough. Not a zero-sum game, but a value-add game. And that's what I've been doing now for the last six years. I have TV shows, podcasts, movies. Uh, I got books, speaking, coaching, and more live content than probably anyone on earth and all aligned with trying to empower people to be happy. Yeah, I love this so much. And so for somebody who's listening to this and they say, that sounds great, David, you know, some people are going to listen to this and go, hey, the planes, trains, automobiles, ski mountains, all that stuff would have made me happy. Like there's going to be some people who are going to absolutely think that. And so, but that didn't actually bring you happiness. And so now you've made this huge shift. And so for somebody who says, you know what, I do want to be happier but I think those material things will bring me that happiness. And then maybe they haven't achieved the material things. So they're still believing like, oh, that's what's going to make me happy. Like, where should they start? What would you say to them? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm okay with that. You know, it's money doesn't buy love or happiness, but it allows you to shop. And if you shop for the right things for the right reasons, I had a client of mine who I helped make their first million dollars and he bought a Lamborghini and I got upset with them. I said, didn't you learn anything from me? And he said, Mr. Meltzer, I learned everything from you. You told me that money buys, allows you to shop. And if you shop for the right things for the right reasons, it'll make you happy. I said, oh, well, why'd you buy that Lambo? He said, Mr. Meltzer, I'm from the inner city. I only surround myself with at-risk kids. When you drive a Lambo where I'm from, every kid comes up to you and says, are you a DJ? Are you an athlete? Are you a drug dealer? What do you do? And I tell them, I read books and teach people. And my car allows me to have a bigger impact than you may even have. And so I bought that car for the right reasons. So it's not actually what you buy. It's the reasons you buy it. Like I was buying things I didn't need to impress people that I didn't like. Uh, that's the wrong reason. Mm -hmm. Now I buy villages in Africa and I uh, support all types of different causes, junior achievement and unstoppable foundation, just a variety of different things that I spend my money besides my family right? I, I provide them a really nice life, but I'm buying things for the right reason. So I don't care what you spend your money on as long as it's aligned with your values. And what I teach people is how to make a lot of money so you can buy things for the right reasons and have a lot of fun with it. So I tell them that, look, I will give you daily practices. And one of the things I wanted to offer for your community was, look, anyone want my five daily practices I give my book for free. I'm truly on this mission. I sign the book. I send it to you. I pay for the book and shipping. 
So just, you'll put the email in, in the notes, david at dmelter.com. But I teach people to know what they want personally, experientially, giving and receiving wise in a trajectory of what they think they want tomorrow, giving meaning to the lessons, the voice shortages and obstacles and mistakes of the past. Then know who you can help and who can help you. And then I teach how with the activities you have planned, you don't have planned your sleep productively, accessibly and graciously to prioritize their lives in the right manner. If you know you're now and you're next, it's the antidote to procrastination and feeling overwhelmed, which causes depression and anxiety. But most importantly, through this process of what, who, how, and now, I teach people to apply their why in their life. No more trying to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy. Simply, I teach people, what are you doing to interfere with what you already have? You are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. What are you doing to interfere with it? So I have a whole practice of identifying and utilizing fear, stopping, dropping, and rolling in the right trajectory. So all these different exercises allows people at any stage to meet where you're at and to go ahead and figure out how to live in abundance of more than enough of everything for everyone. I love this so much. And it really, it is one of the things that I see in my work with my clients every day of this, um, I call it like the if then syndrome. Well, if, if that happens, well, then I'll be happier. And and then that happens. And then they're like, oh, oh no, now I got to get to the next one, right? And it's just this constant repetitive circle of this if then. And so what would you say is what, what do you see as one of like the biggest blockers that's stopping people from being in a happier state right now today in their present moment with everything just as it is? People don't know how to enjoy the consistent everyday, persistent without quit pursuit of their potential. They're attaching their emotions to outcome. You have to surrender to outcome, but be a ferocious Buddha and be ferocious today in your activities, be consistent and persistent today in a trajectory of an outcome that you think you want, but don't attach your emotions to that outcome. I'll be happy when I graduate. I'll be happy when I make a million. I'll be happy when I have my first child. I'll be happy when I get married. No, you won't, but I will be happy enjoying the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of my potential as a student pursuit of my potential in a relationship, pursuit of my potential with my skill, pursuit of my potential with my knowledge, pursuit of my potential with my desire. I want to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit, allowing the incapability of the human senses to see instantly progress. And when we realize that the human existence and capability doesn't allow us to instantaneously see progress, we know that energy, the three characteristics of energy, aggregation, compounding, and acceleration, applies to not just money, but it applies to behaviors. So when I'm dieting or eating right, even though I don't see any outcome for a while, I know that I'm progressing in the right direction because of the characteristics of energy, and energy is behavior, it's money, it's what we do, it's what we say, it's what we think, it's what we believe, it's what we feel. So I help people to live in the present and do everything they can, their best, learn everything they can, all the lessons, and have fun each day without attaching their emotions to an outcome, just moving in a trajectory and give them faith 
that they're making positive progress by the positive behaviors and help them identify the negative behaviors that create negative progress that also negative energy and negative progress also aggregates, accelerates, and compounds. The only difference is you don't expect an outcome from the negative behaviors. So you could tell your friend when you're my age, man, I've been smoking for 30 years, has not had one single effect on me. I'm in better shape than you, Dave. And then the next day, you know, be surprised that you have cancer. This is the what happened. Yeah, but this happens every day. And so I'm a big fan of teaching people to enjoy uh, the pursuit. I was with Chris Gardner on my TV show. He did the movie Pursuit of Happiness. And I gave him mm-hmm. a real hard time. I said, you and Will Smith got it all wrong. You know, forget Chris Rock. You got it all wrong. It's not the pursuit of happiness. Happiness is the pursuit. Mm, I love that so much. And there have been so many studies that have shown that it's really the people who are happy first that actually achieve so much more success than the people who are, you know, going after success, thinking that that is going to actually drive their happiness. And David, I think you're reading my mind a little bit because I was going to ask you about this idea. I heard you speaking about kind of like compounding interest. I think you compared it to success where you show up and you do the work and you don't see it immediately and you think, oh, nothing's really happening. But actually, the more you're showing up, the more you're doing, it's almost like compounding interest. Yeah. If we had a crystal ball and knew how long it was going to take to get to where we wanted to be, it would take 90% of the effort to get to 25% of the way there. Unfortunately. 99% of the people quit before they're 90% of the way there. And then it only takes another 5% to get to 50% of the way there. And then another 99% of the 1% quit before they get to the 95% of the way there. And it's still only just 5% more to get to the 100%. The funny thing is at 5% more effort, you're at 200%. 500% more effort, you're at 400% of the way there. So the human condition of awareness, of not having patience of an outcome, but being persistent in the pursuit today. We need to be persistent. People cannot reconcile the idea of surrender, of letting go, of allowing. All you're doing is you're busting your butt every second of a day, but you're allowing the outcome to take care of itself. You're surrendering to an outcome, knowing that if you do everything that you can do, if you say everything you can say, if you think everything you can think, if you believe everything you can believe and you feel everything you can feel towards what you think you want, you can surrender about having what you want and just enjoy what I just said doing. And guess what will happen? Not only with what you want or better will come, it'll come bigger and faster than you would if you attach your emotions to the outcome, or worse, you don't enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of an outcome. Yeah, yeah. So with the emotions, right? So many people, I think, were never taught how to handle our emotions, process our emotions. You know, if anything, maybe we see bad examples growing up of like, you know, we we shouldn't deal with our emotions. We should distract ourselves from them. We should find some (laughs) coping mechanism so that we don't have to pay attention to them. And so I know there's going to be people who are hearing this and they're wondering, okay, all right, David. So now what do I do with all these emotions? Like, how do I just like redirect them? And especially if you've never done any work on learning how to process and use your emotions to your benefit, like what, what would you share with them? 
Yeah, well, look, the ultimate emotion, the truth, happiness, joy, love, those emotions are, are a homostatic being. It's, it's our natural place is ease. So when we mm-hmm. take on a perspective or a paradigm shift that I am at ease, what's causing me dis-ease? And so what I try to train people is, is that there's fear that creates dis-ease. And dis-ease mm-hmm. is created, and there's only two types of fear. Everyone tries to you know, create all this complexity around fear. There's only fear of the past and fear of the future. That's the mm-hmm. only two fears that exist. That's it. And then you can categorize them uh, you know, I have a super category of fear of the past. It's regret and guilt. And then I have a super ca- category of fear of the future, which is anxiety and worry. And so for those who are just starting to understand how do I maximize my emotions, the truth, happiness, joy, inspiration? Well, it's by identifying what you're doing to interfere with it, because those are your natural state of being. You are naturally inspired. You are naturally part of an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves you more than your mom. So if you're naturally in spirit with truth, joy, and happiness, then if you can get into a practice of identifying when you are afraid of the past or when you are afraid of the future. So I start people with an identification process of, okay, I'm identifying that I'm mad right? That's probably a guilt or a regret or something in the past. Or I'm identifying that I'm worried. Oh, that's probably the future. Well, once we practice identifying it, then we can get to practice uh, what I consider the most ferocious exhibition of free will, which is to stop when we're emotional, right? Most people Mm -hmm. are going to resist it, go over it, under it, through it, around it, lie to it, manipulate it, cheat it, deny it. If I can just p- get people to get into a practice of identifying disease, fear, and then stopping, and then breathing, and getting to center, right? Remember where center is. Ease, inspiration, joy, truth, motivation, all these things are at ease. Then I can roll in the right trajectory of what I want, who I can help, who can help me, how to get it done, and reprioritize in the right trajectory, aggregating compounding and accelerating what I do want instead of accelerating what I don't want, what's missing, what I don't have, what other people want from me, which is a serious issue with social media. But instead, I'm in this routine of saying, okay, when I have fear, my mind, my body and soul are on fire. Everybody knows when you're on fire, you got to stop, drop and roll. Everybody knows that. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's harder, right? <laughs> harder to do than to say, but that's the practice that yeah. I teach people in the paradigm shift to happiness. Uh, I love this so much, especially the concept of ease. It's so crazy you're even talking about this right now. This morning, I was working out with my personal trainer, and we're working on my grip strength, which is so bad, but we work on it every day. And he makes me carry these ridiculously heavy weights around. And as I'm trying to like shift my mind and think about something else, I run through the emotions that Ed Milet talks about your emotional house. Um, I just finished reading his new book and I, I absolutely love it. And he talks about your emotional house and getting really, really clear on, you know, what are the emotions that you want to be your go-to emotions? And so of course, 
I tend to kind of be a naturally happy person, even though I've been through a lot of adversity in my life. And I've had so many people ask me, well, Jen, you know, I can't just choose happiness. Like how, how do you do this? You know? And I do believe that happiness is a choice. It, it, in my world, it really and truly is something that I am very intentional about work on these emotions. And so this morning while I'm carrying these stupid heavy weights around, you know, not as well as I'd like to be carrying them around. I'm repeating ease. That's my first one. Ease, patience, trust, and abundance. Those are like some, some of my go-to emotions. And I find that as you just start to intentionally choose, you know, where you want to live in that emotional state, you can shift it and it can actually be more of your go-to than the fear, the anxiety, some of these other lower emotions. I would just I would love to hear your thoughts on that. Well, Ed's a good friend of mine. And in fact, I just found out him and I are touring at the end of the summer in Brisbane, Melbourne, and Sydney, Australia together in three different theaters in a total of five different days. So super excited. And I definitely agree that yeah, within the context of emotions, you know, I believe that we are at, you know, a state of ease, which includes uh, patience, includes trust, includes truth and joy. And so, you know, I would say, you know, if I'm not in my house of emotion, then find out what's creating the interference to that house, uh, to that ease, to that, you know, high, powerful place of I am. I am that already that I want to be, say to be, think to be, believe to be, and feel to be, what am I doing to interfere with it? So that is an indicator of the exact same paradigm shift. And speaking of indicators, I think, you know, fear is an indicator, but gut intuition is an indicator. I tell people all the time, intuition has no logic or reason or analytic skills to it. And a lot of people will talk about a gut feeling, but they'll misinterpret it in the logic or reason or analytics when what they should be doing is realizing that intuition raises our awareness to utilize our intellect and our inspiration aligned with what we think we want. It doesn't have any interpretive power to it. And I find that a lot of times people are second guessing themselves because they lack the understanding or it's been miscommunicated or misinformed of what intuition is. Intuition is an awareness that, hey, pay better attention, give more intention to this utilizing your intellect and inspiration, and you'll end up in a better place, a better position, or a better situation. Why? Because there's an omniscient, all-powerful, all-knowing source that loves you more than your mom. So you're living your life in protection and promotion, not punishment. Well, I certainly appreciate the opportunity to share with your community. Um, I unfortunately have to leave. I, I want to tell your community, please reach out to me. I, I will yeah. send my book, I'll sign it, I'll ship it to you, I'll pay for the book and shipping, my exercises and guides. Just email me, david at dmelzer.com. Be happy and productive. Please uh, join this community, invite your friends to join Jennifer. There's no place I can achieve my mission more than places like this, the Happy Production Podcast. Jennifer, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here, David. I really appreciate it. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. 
every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. If you want to learn more, come visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On our website, you're going to find free resources along with links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the lives of so many of our clients, including the Coaching Academy and our Unbreakable Retreats. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. That's it. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. The She Leads Podcast Network.